Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon! is down, Sonyad is up, and it's another episode of Anime Nerd dropping to you guys today. Now, the title of this podcast is not confusing you, your eyes are not deceiving, nothing like that. Yes, this is a non-anime podcast. As you guys know, your boy fell in love with watching Korean dramas, Chinese drama, Japan drama, pretty much any Asian drama I've been watching. And due to me being sequestered, I've been watching a lot of anime. I'm so used to saying anime. A lot of dramas that I find 10 times a lot interesting than watching some of the American dramas. They can tell stories a lot better and get their point across to me. Now, that's my personal opinion. Now, today's I want to say anime so bad, but today's Korean drama is Itaewon Classroom. And a lot of guys probably heard of it. It's a, It did definitely picked up hype earlier on this year. I want to say it came out, the first episode date, it's on Netflix. So for those of you guys want to know what it is on, it's on Netflix. And the first episode date was January 31st, 2020. And the final episode airing March 21, 2020. It's only 16 episodes, but I promise to you in each episode is about an hour and some change long. So I, I promise to you it's a great show. Now, before I get into it, I just want to say some of the cast for you guys who know about this. Uh, the cast. So the cast is Kim Damai, Park Seo Jo, Kwon Nara, Park Bolgam. Lee Jo Young, Kim Dong Hee, and Ah Bo Hoon. I, I can't even say it. Then you got Chris Lyon. Yes, that's an American, an African American, my brother. And also you got Yo Jai Mung. So a lot of these guys, you guys are probably like, I don't know these names or anything like that. And for you guys who do know who these guys are, let, let me just say straight off the cast. Casting these people, you guys did an amazing job. Uh, I have to say, these guys really sold the show and everything like that. I, to me personally, got a little bit too involved with the love relationship of it all. I thought the main character should be with someone, but, you know, hey, it's one of those type of things that if the story gets you too involved, then clearly the story is done right. 
and everything like that. So pretty much in this show, the show is pretty much centered around a guy. Uh, I, I'm just going to read the synopsis that he got. A Taiwan class tells the story of an ex-convent Park Siroy, or Siroy, or Sijun, however you guys want to say it, who life has been turned upside down after he gets a spell from school for punching a bully and his father is killed in an accident. Following his father's steps, he's opened up a bar restaurant called Don Bon or Honey Night, if you want to translate it to English, but trust me, and I don't know why they say Honey Night, but just go Don Bon. Don Bam, or however you want to say it, it sounds a lot better than Honey Night. In Itaewon, alongside his manager, who is Joe Yi Seo, or Kim da, who is Kim Daimai, and his staff, he strives towards success and reaching greater heights while battling against a food giant, pretty much. Now, so in the show, Park C. C. Roy, or however you want to say it, he's the kid that punched. The bully, who's the bully, was actually Jang Guno Gino. I never had understand how to say these names, so I'm bad with it. But pretty much, he fought him, who because Jang is pretty much a rich kid, pretty much get whatever he wants. His dad do whatever he wants because dad's the owner of Jang Company, and pretty much the Jang is pretty much nobody. Kind of stop him pretty much for the most part because he's rich, he could easily influence them with money. And what I like about this show is show the corruption of how easily money can corrupt people, morals, and everything like that. Now, like in the beginning of the show, the teacher sees a student getting bullied by Jang and had nothing to do with it. Now, Saroy or Seru, however you want to say, Mr. Park, I'm gonna just go like that because it's so easier just to say Park. Uh, Mr. Park sees it, and he always wanted to be a cop growing up. So what he did, he stopped the bully, and the bully didn't want to listen, so he punched him. And now that costs, and this is where the story really dives in. Now, before I get into it, I just want to say, spoiler alert, you guys, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I will try my best not to spoil it, but... This is a review after all. It's been out for the beginning of the year. I'm just hoping you guys actually enjoy it and would actually take a listen to it. Hell, not listen, but watch it yourself and then come back and listen to it or just hit take my word from it. I promise you guys, if you guys watch it, you guys would not be disappointed at all. So right off the bat, we're going to leave off where I said he punched Jang in the face, Mr. Park did. And they both went to the principal office. Now, this is where you start seeing the corruption of it all in this Korean show. So, Dai He, who is um, um, Gang, Jang's father, because his last name is Jang, but like I said, I can say Dai He, then Jang. So, Dai He came, comes and was pretty much was willing to let everything go if Park pretty much gets on his knees and apologize. Now, this is, Park said, no, he's not going to do it because he did nothing wrong. He stopped a bully from bullying others. That's He did nothing wrong. That's his moral and whatnot. So pretty much what lands up, his dad apologized, but 
he was his dad also didn't get on his knees or anything like that. His dad's like, you know, I would resign because I believe my son, which at first I thought the dad was going to be like one of those weak dads who was going to be like, oh, yeah, please apologize for my son. Let me keep my job. But his dad did such a good job. And his dad is played by son Hunjo. Hunjo. He played such a good job playing the dad father. I, I, he played a convincing role. I really thought these two were related, the way he played this role. But for the most part, he he ended up going and leaving the job that he helped kind of build and everything with the money that he had saved up, started planning to open a restaurant. So you're like, okay, this is pretty good. This show so far, it's a nice little little story. This is where uh, also he met, uh, Park met Soa, Soa, uh, who is played by actor Kwan Nara. And let me just say, uh, Soa, <laughs> boy, that she is very attractive, you guys. Anyway, <laughs> I feel so weird saying it like that. But nah, I this is where you kind of see those two kind of mesh together. Um, at first, their relationship was a little rocky, but then you kind of see Park have a crush on her, and he told her that, you know, in t- pretty much that he kind of liked her, but not without telling her. He got his number, and then he took off running, and so, but so uh, she's uh, her character is kind of the reason why pretty much who Park is today, in a way in a way, which I'm putting in air quotation. I wish you guys could see it. But anyway, we go on to the story. So as Park called his dad, pretty much calling him, trying to see where he's at, because now his dad's, you know, pretty much jobless, but becoming a restaurant owner of his own. This is where Jane, who's, like I said, he's a rich kid. He's driving a car pretty much and hits Park's dad, killing him pretty much. But this is where the corruption comes in. Because he got money, he decided to cover up for his son and pretty much put the blame on the gardener. So the gardener took the fall and Jane pretty much went on about his day. And when the detective came to talk to Park about it, pretty much Soa saw that she noticed that car and noticed the license plate of it and saying it belonged to Jane. So Park went over there and pretty much almost killed Jane for attempted murder. So he went to jail for, I want to say, about three. I want to say it was three years. So, yeah, he went to jail for three years. But while he was in jail, uh, Soha wrote him and told her that she went to Taiwan for school and whatnot and how much of a great city she, it is and everything like that. And also, when that happened, she also... I'm trying to see where else I'm trying to find out. But yeah, pretty much she was also writing, pretty much writing him about what was going on and everything like that. But she also told him that she had got a, that the Jane company, which is the company that pretty much is in fault for killing his dad that she'll be working with him. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, yo, that's, that's kind of fucked up. How's she going to do that to, to him? And 
But the thing that I like about Park was it wasn't like he had a personal vendetta against what she was doing. She just he had a personal vendetta against the company for the most part because of what happened to his dad. So while he was in jail, he reflect and realized that, you know, he wanted to go on the path of revenge. Now, not revenge in your necess- in your typical way of, oh, I'm going to go kill this person because they killed my dad. Because he tried that before and tried to kill Jang and realized that was not the way his dad wanted to go. But he gone ahead and decided that he's going to go and take down the Jang company by his own way and by creating a company to build him down. And he'll finally get Dahi, who is the chairman or the CEO, if you want to say it, of the Jang company. So while he was in there, he came up with a master plan. So eventually time skip because there's a lot of like there's about like two or three time skips in the show. So I want to say he got out of jail about two, three years and he went to Taiwan where he met with Soha again. And those two kind of kicked it off and whatnot. You could definitely see the tension between them two. They really like each other and whatnot. So he said that he's going to go away for about, I think it was about between five to seven years he was going to go away. He was going to work this fishing, deep sea fishing for this company and everything like that because he have a master plan. And his master plan was pretty much to, how should I say, it was pretty much to save up to open up a bar. And, to, and that's how his master plan to eventually start getting into certain things and certain and it's kind of his way to get back with the Jane Company because this is his vengeance plan. It was like a 10-year vengeance plan, I think he said. And he came back, kind of saw it, kind of went about, hadn't heard from him since that night that she saw him because he saw her for one night and it was like Halloween and they had like a big party in Taiwan. And I ain't going to lie to you guys. I really wanted to go check out Taiwan. If this is really a place that looked like that, I will, I will actually fly out there, actually. And you know what? I, I might actually save up to it. You guys think I'm playing. I will fly out there and check it out. So I'm going to let you guys know if I do or not. Anyway, so once he left for his for his deep sea fishing career, like another year, this is where the year skips. Now he's he came back, and so I was pretty much walking, but she didn't know. She see like a company building up stuff and park was like you know soa and she was surprised and to see him and so he's like yeah i'm building a bar and whatnot this is where you start getting introduced to his so his team his earlier team so you got lee joe young who plays ma hyon yi i like i said you guys know i suck with names so look it up yourself <laughs> um and you also got another guy who I forgot to mention here who plays a good role is Ryu Kung So, who played Choi Suyong, a Suga. I can't say it. But those are his three, those are the two people that he started off his business with. And then later on, you get to see, you meet Joy Yi Seo, who's this. And I promise to you guys, you guys, if you watch the show, I, mean, I leave it up to you. But for me, this girl is a genius, but she's also arrogant, and I cannot stand her. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. But at the same time, I had to respect that she's good what she does. She's a great manager and everything like that. 
So pretty much without trying to go through every single episode, pretty much uh, Park Save Joe or Joe Yiso, Yiso, okay. And he pretty much saved her from an accident. And ever since then, she kind of started falling in love with him. So there you go. Boom. Three-way love triangle. UCL and so like Park, but Park at the time was like in Soa. And as you guys can read contest clues, I'm pretty sure you guys just realized I said at the time. So anyway, then you move on to the show and you meet as well with uh, UCL. She had a friend who is Little Jane, which I'm going to call him, which is Jane younger brother, which is Dahi, uh, illegitimate son, and trust me, so I guess overseas, if you have an illegitimate son, and I guess they look at it differently, I don't know how the culture is over there, I'm just going from what I know, and everything like that, so for the most part, that's what it is, he was his illegitimate son, and everything like that, so you kind of go through the future, you see everybody on how he is and stuff. So you got Soa, who's like a chairman in the James company. She's up there at a higher level. You got Jane, the guy who hit um, Park's dad, and he managed to pretty much, for the most part, was like training to take over his dad's spot for CEO. Then you have Dahi himself, who obviously his company got a lot bigger within those years that they was in their hometown. And... He's kind of like this ruthless tyrant leader and everything like that. So kind of like, like I said, I'm going to jump around because I want you guys to watch the show. So like in the middle of it, you see, you see Park kind of like go through his trial and tribulation and everything like that, where he was called on for letting, he saw at the time when she was underage, she was like 18, 19, probably 19. And she was in the bar drinking where she wasn't allowed to drink. And at the time, they thought Soa was the one that did it. But come to find out, it was Yisio, like whoever she had like beef with, came and snitched on it. And, and you kind of see his shot go from up and down, getting bought out by Dahi for him just to use the money that he invested from his dad's death to buy his own building where he can't control that because that's his building and he owns it and everything like that. And then you kind of see Park like investing in the, in the neighborhood to bring back the neighborhood to help his bar and everything like that. Pretty much you can see the main character go through tribulation. And so, and every character is also had their own thing. So like Mahiyoni. So, and this is where the show to me, I realized handle diversity a lot better than the shows in America. And hear me out why. I feel like shows in America try to push their narrative by forcing it down your throat and making you have to like it. Whereas this show, uh, Ma Hyeonggi is technically a transgender male who wanted to be a female. And it wasn't, and then it felt forced. It definitely didn't felt forced at all. It they went on in the story. They're like, you know, um, Park. Like, if you had a problem with it, then you don't have to work. You can't. You don't need to be working here with me and stuff like that. So you kind of watch, watch him deal with that, and eventually, her her secret eventually got out to the world that she's transgender and everything like that. 
and it caused a whole uproar and stuff. But you kind of watch Park stand behind his his chef and everything like that. And then you watch a character named who's played by Chris Lyon, who's a who's a, a black person, and you watch him. His character name is Kim Tony, who is half Korean, half Guyanese, but of course his color of his skin. They thought he didn't know how to speak Korean, so you kind of watch him deal with the prejudice and then deal with the racist because there was a club scene where they didn't let him in because he was black. And pretty much, you watch Park stick up for him by spray painting, you know, this club is racist. They didn't let my friend in, yada yada yada. And you watch that business go out of business because of that. And you watch the people support. So you see the characters deal with different, different struggles in their life. And not just the main character. And it's pretty much one of those, this show is a, one of those shows that definitely shows a rise and fall of certain characters and, a, and the fall and the rise of other characters. And it does a great job illustrating and painting the story of it. Now, for as far as the relationship goes at the end, who I wanted Park to go with, personally thought would have been a better ending, but at the same time, I understand technically he should go for the person that been there that helped him got to his bigger legacy, whereas the one that he had a, his childhood crush and everything like that. And like I said, if you guys are mad about this spoiler, me spoiling it, I'm sorry, but I did mention that it was a spoiler in the beginning. But overall, though, the show does a great job of pretty much drawing out these characters, making you feel for these characters and their struggle and wanting the best for each and one of them and everything like that. Um, like I said, the show, the original language is Korean. Uh, it's a drama. I would highly recommend it. Now, if I had to give it out of the scale from 1 through 10, I'm giving it a 10. And graded IMB, uh, IMDB gave it an 8.2 out of 10. I thought this show did an excellent job in portraying the story and everything. It definitely kept me up at night trying to watch as much as I can. And for the time I did fall asleep because it was late at night, I rewatched it again and everything like that. I he I have to say Park, the main character, kind of motivates you in a way to understand about the revenge now. Granted, revenge is never the best answer, but he didn't let his revenge handle it the way the first time it happened. He turned his revenge into a successful business and then pretty much got to the point where he can start making Dahi worry and everything like that. And not saying that, hey, you know, well, if you're mad at somebody, go ahead. And you could too could be a billionaire. Not saying that I understand this is a Korean drama, but it should give you a motivation and a plan to be like, hey, you know, set yourself up with positive people, treat them right. If you treat them right, you best to believe they will help you out on the most on the long shot for most of the time. Now I understand there are some people who have that just pretty much feeds off of the success of other people. So you you pretty much have to determine that for yourself and everything like that. But overall, though, I felt like felt like the show did a great job highlighting certain things, addressing certain things. It didn't felt forced. It didn't felt anything like that. Granted, I know I didn't do a complete 
overall finish of the whole thing because I want you guys to watch it. That's how much I like it. Um, I know I did some research on it. I think it was based off a Webtoon series at one point. So that's why. But overall, though, I was hoping I was hoping for it to have a second season. But the way it ended, it totally makes sense on why more than likely it won't be a second season and everything like that. So it's like you're okay with it. You're not going to be too mad about it. You'll be like, all right, that's cool. We all can live and everything like that. So it definitely was cool for me to see a uh, a, character, a black character on there. I mean, I watch a lot of Asian shows now, and you kind of see them in the background, but you didn't get to see one. I want to say he's like in the forefront of it all, but he's he's like one of the part of the main character crew. Although he didn't have greatly in much time in the beginning of the rest of them, but it was still cool to see it. He's like, all right, cool. Hey, look, we get to see that. You know, growing up in America, you know, we America is mostly a melting pot, and still we still get excited when we see black people being leads and stuff. So that's great, but it's also good to see. A black person in a in a Korean show, and it shows you know times are changing and stuff like that. Not saying that they need to have more of them. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it was really cool to see someone like Tony, for example, being accepted into those type of in, into you know places that's not predominantly have black people or not that much at least. So it was definitely. Definitely a joy, definitely a coming of age type TV show and everything like that. And to me personally, I feel like the American company can take some lessons from the from them because I feel like how they handle certain situations, they handle it all wrong and forcing you to do stuff that you don't like. And then next thing you know, if you don't do it, appreciate it, they want to cancel you and everything like that. So maybe they could take some notes from these guys. Ain't even maybe. You guys just need to take some notes from these guys. These guys are doing this job and doing it well. So, like I say, it's I Taiwan class. Just came out this year, so you're not too far behind because it's still within the year. Definitely a great series to pick up. Now, the series is in Korean, so you would, if you want to watch it and you understand Korean, by all means, go ahead. But like, if you're like me, you definitely have to have that subtitle on and definitely watch it in English because I don't speak Korean. And I ain't gonna lie, these I'm learning Japanese, it's tough. So I don't think I can pick up Korean just like that right away. So, but for the most part though, overall, 10 out of 10 on the show. Great characters, great, definitely get you in your emotions. You definitely be wanting to watch more after the first episode. You'll be like, oh man, this is good. There's definitely some good laughing moments. Some, some. I don't really cry on shows, but there's definitely some shows that like gut punching and everything like that. So, if you like those type of shows, I would definitely recommend it for you. All right, but until next time, you guys know where you guys can hit me up at on Instagram and Twitter at Anime Nerd ninety two, and I'll be there. I'll just put nine two. Don't put nineteen ninety two. But yeah. Just hit me up, put it on the comments, just reach out. I'll make sure I put the description of how to get me on the description of this podcast. But until next time, you guys take it easy. Peace.